Hey guys, welcome to The Dietitian Project, a podcast where I have real, gritty, and honest conversations about the role of a dietitian and provide practical, empowering advice for finding your passion within the field, improving your job satisfaction, and building financial freedom. I'm your host, Krista Kologesic, or The RD Entrepreneur on Instagram. I come to the table with years of experience working in nutrition care and the food industry, and most recently, I've taken the leap from my comfortable corporate job into pursuing entrepreneurship full-time as a freelance dietitian. With this podcast, I really hope to explore some of the challenges that dietitians face, being undervalued, underpaid, and underutilized, while also providing practical and tangible advice for building the life and career you absolutely love. So thanks for joining me. I'm super excited to take you along this journey with me. All right, so today I am thrilled to have an incredible dietitian on my podcast. Her name is Kristen Carley, and she is a private practice dietitian in addition to being the author of an amazing plant-based food blog, Mostly Green. Kristen graduated from the University of Arizona in 2013 with a degree in psychology. After launching a career and moving to Washington, D.C., she uncovered a passion for nutrition and began exploring how to turn that dream into a reality. She returned to school to study nutrition and dietetics and graduated from Arizona State University in 2018. She's also currently working on her MS in human nutrition and functional medicine. So Kristen is also the owner of the private nutrition practice called Camelback Nutrition and Wellness, where her goal is to help her clients simplify their relationship with food through an uncomplicated, mostly plant-based approach. She's also been quoted in incredible magazines like InStyle, Livestrong website, Bustle, and MyFitnessPal, which is really, really cool. So Kristen, feel free to say hey to the audience and let me know if there's anything I missed in my intro. Hello. Um, no, you nailed it. Awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited to chat with you. So Kristen, before I get into today's topic where we're going to be talking a little bit about being a preceptor, I always like to back it up a little bit and talk about your background and your history. And I think a lot of the listeners in my audience are students and are dietitians to be, and I always think it's helpful to talk about sort of the wide variety of paths that people can take within the field and, and to get to where they want to be. So can you start off by telling us a little bit about your path and how you got to where you are today? Yeah. So like you said, I originally got my bachelor's in psychology. I never wanted to pursue a master's in psychology. And, and since there's no real defined path for a graduate with a bachelor's in psychology, I didn't really know where to start. So I ended up working in a few different industries, which were all very interesting and taught me a lot. But ultimately, I wasn't fulfilled doing that work. So I knew I wanted to go back to school, but it took me a long time to figure out that I wanted to go back and study nutrition. I guess I always knew that I loved nutrition and healthy eating for my own sake, but I eventually learned that I was really interested in sharing that with others as well. Awesome. That's so interesting, especially the background in psychology. So I want to know what made you decide to pursue entrepreneurship? Yeah, I have a lot of entrepreneurs in my family, so I always joke that it's in my blood. That's funny. I literally say the same thing because <laughs> my parents are both entrepreneurs too, and so is my brother. So I say the exact same thing. I love that. Something about it for <laughs> I know, sure. right? Yeah. I really love business and I, I really love talking about strategy. I mean, my family members and I get giddy with excitement talking about business. So I also really loved the idea of the flexibility that comes along with it. 
I knew I wanted to be able to work from home or pick my hours so that I could one day take on the lead parent role. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah I feel like that's one of the things that I'm loving so far about just on entrepreneurship too. This is just a side note is just the flexible hours, right? And being able to, like, I just went to the grocery store this morning just because I could, you know? <laughs> just little things like that, little life yeah. things like that that just make your life a little bit easier, which is so right. nice. Okay, awesome. So now I'm going to ask you a few more questions about sort of you and your path at the end of this episode, but I'd really love if we could sort of shift our conversation to the topic of preceptoring. So The reason why I wanted to have Kristen on as a guest on my podcast for this episode is because I have actually had the opportunity to coach a few of the students who have worked with her. And so Kristen actually put her students in touch with me and has recommended some of my resources like my podcast or my blog articles. So because of that, I've come to know Kristen is the type of dietitian who really puts the time in to support and mentor her students, which I think is amazing. And I think this topic is so important to talk about because preceptoring and mentorship is such an important part of the dietetic profession, but yet, you know, we receive, especially in Canada, and I don't know if it's been different for you, but we receive basically zero exposure or education on this. So, you know, other than just seeing what are and demonstrating modeling after what our past preceptors have done, there's really no sort of formal education on on how to be a good preceptor. And I think that leads a lot of people into being fearful of becoming preceptors. So anyways, I want to know sort of what your experience has been like with this. Yeah. Yeah, So I was a non-traditional student. So I was a little bit older and married by the time I decided to go back to school for nutrition. So I knew that I couldn't just pick up and move to complete the dietetic internship. I completed a distance internship, meaning I had to set up all of my rotations on my own, but I could complete them in my hometown. And I'm a big fan of distance internships because they create these opportunities for non-traditional students like me. And the best part is true that you get to basically design the internship experience because you're in charge of setting up those rotations. But it's difficult to lock down the preceptors who are willing to take you on and train you for free. So going through this process myself, I always planned on giving back and precepting other students because I recognized that as a non-traditional student, these preceptors were the only reason I was able to become an RD. I relied on their willingness to take me on. Interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. And I think the process is a little bit different in Canada. I think to an extent, like there is a few programs that you can do, which are a little bit more, you have to kind of pave your own way, but it seems like that's a lot more common in the States, which I think is really actually pretty cool. Exactly. Like you said, you can kind of make it what you want to. However, on the flip side, it puts so much onus on you as a student to kind of figure that out for yourself. You don't have anybody organizing that stuff for you. Completely. Yeah. 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 So let's start off. I want you to walk me through what your experience has been so far with being a preceptor. Yeah. So I began taking interns during this COVID-19 pandemic. When I heard about the dietetic interns who were unable to complete their hours, I felt like I needed to step up and offer virtual precepting because, you know, the internship is a great experience, but it's definitely one that as an intern, you do not want to extend any longer (laughs) than you have to. Totally. Continue on, you want to graduate, you want to start working. I can't imagine being in that limbo where your life plans are on hold. So it's been great. I love working with students. I think a lot of RDs need to remember that you also benefit from this experience. 
we both can benefit from this relationship. So it's great to help out these students and train them. But think of also what you get out of the relationship. It's been so nice to have some feedback on my work. As an entrepreneur, I'm a one woman show. So it's been great to have someone to bounce ideas off of. And I think students offer a fresh perspective, which can be helpful. But mainly, interns provide that much needed support. Think of all the progress that you can make on some projects that you haven't been able to prioritize because you don't have time. I've been able to offload some patient education materials, some Instagram and blog posts that I've been needing to create but just haven't had the time to. You're just able to get so much more done. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more. I think especially if you own your own business and you're a private practice dietitian or you know, you're a consulting dietitian or what have you, because I'm in the same boat, like I've taken on students before too. And like, it is just so valuable. There are so many things that you have on your to-do list as a one woman show or a, a one man show. And, you know, to be able to just have some support on that is amazing. And I love that you also touched on the other things that you get out of that relationship, like just the feedback on your business and just somebody to bounce ideas off of. Like, that sort of thing is so valuable. And I think a lot of times preceptors, especially if maybe they haven't done it much in the past, they think of it maybe as a bit more of a burden versus something that is actually incredibly helpful and incredibly useful. So I know that a lot of my colleagues have been nervous to take on students in the past because they just don't feel equipped to do so. So what was it like for you? And I know obviously as a new preceptor, you would have just gone through this. So what was it like for you when you took on your first student? Yeah, well, having just gone through the internship myself, I modeled my role after my favorite preceptors. I was able to complete my elective rotation in private practice. And as an intern, I loved getting that hands-on experience and peeling back the curtain on how the private practice was run. I learned how to do my job today from that experience. I think other RDs need to remember that they are simply offering a chance for students to grasp what their day-to-day -day is. As an RD, you are equipped to share what a day in the life is for you, for these interns. I think if I was tasked with training a student about dialysis nutrition, I would feel extremely ill-equipped and, yeah. and that's, that's not what I do, right? Yeah. Like, but they're there to learn what you do as a dietitian. So the interns will receive that other training and other rotations, but just focus on what you do and, and share that with them. Yeah, I think that's such a good point is that, you know, you are the expert in what you do. And I think there's still so much of that like imposter syndrome and that feeling of like, oh, but am I really? <laughs> and that's it's right. like, no, no, you are, you are the expert in that area. The amount that you can teach just by having somebody observe you and just observe yeah. what your day to day is and observe just what you do, how you answer questions, just all of those things is insane. It's insanely valuable. Right. And so that's, I love how you put that about just like, it's just a chance for them to observe you in your day to day, right? That's what it is. So I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> so what are some of the lessons that you've learned so far when it comes to being a good preceptor? Yeah, I think it's important to offer something of value and don't hold back give them exactly what you would have wanted. For me, I loved being able to learn about the ins and outs of private practice. So that meant, you know, how do you bill? How do you submit for insurance reimbursement? What systems are you actually using to chart? How do you interact with patients? All of those things I didn't learn in school. So I knew I needed to acquire that information in the internship. And I think 
tailor the experience to what the students want. I've had interns who are passionate about private practice and business, and I've had students that loved the nutrition communication side of things more. I love to give the students what they want. If they're interested in private practice logistics, I make sure to give them everything they need so that they're able to start their own private practice right away. And if they aren't, I don't bore them with it, right? Like mm -hmm. we can focus on things that do interest them. And that way every intern leaves with valuable experience for them. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a really good takeaway. I think especially that whole piece of like the practical, putting in the time to give them those practical skills. You know, I think that's an important bit and sometimes that's missing. I also love the whole idea of tailoring it to what the student actually wants to get out of it. Like if somebody's with you because you were available and like, but they're not really into a private practice, that's okay too, right? That's totally okay too. They can still be helpful and they can still, you know, work on communication skills or interpersonal skills or whatever. But, you know, I think that's really important, that whole idea of tailoring it to them. So then on the flip side, I want to know, what are some things that you feel like might lead to a poor student preceptor experience? I think giving them projects to sort of pass the time and not trusting them to get their work done. No one wants to be patronized. Treat them like adults. And I think they will act like it, you know? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I know just from my time being a preceptor, I, I agree. I think that giving them the, uh, exactly, teaching them like adults, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's adult learning at the end of the day, and adults don't want to be micromanaged, and they don't yeah. want to be patronized. And I think when you give them the responsibility, you know, 90% of the time, they will step up to the plate. You know, if they don't, then, oh, well, that's not right. you, but it's, it's, uh, that's an important piece to the puzzle. Uh, so that's, that's great. Thank you so much for providing your perspective on all of that. So now I would love to just turn it back to you for a minute and talk a little bit more about your career and your career path. I think, you know, this profession sometimes has a tendency to breed that high achievement and that perfectionism. And I always love to ask my podcast guests a little bit about some of the challenge that they've faced and some of the struggles that they've faced in their careers. So I want to start off with that. What are some of the biggest challenges or struggles that you've faced so far in your career? You said it earlier, but imposter syndrome. Yeah. I know that you even talked about this on your podcast before. I listened to some of those episodes and, and I'm glad that you have because I relate so hard to it. Yeah. There is so much self-doubt that it can be crippling and then somehow getting back up and continuing on. And I think a lot of those feelings come from something you've also talked about in another episode about opening a private practice right after the internship. Mm -hmm. I think other dietitians often say that you need to work a year in clinical before you do anything else, but clinical is not for everyone and it shouldn't be for everyone. I never was interested in clinical. When I decided to go back to school, I knew I wanted to work in private practice because I loved the business side of it. So those were the things that fired me up and it was really discouraging to get raised eyebrows every time I talked about my private practice plans. Yeah, I can imagine. And I just think that I really hope that that's something that's going to change yeah. is more that acceptance around pursuing that as a path. I think as more dietitians choose to pursue private practice, I think one of the issues is that private practice just wasn't something that a lot of dietitians have done up until I feel like recently more people, mm -hmm. I think just with social media and Instagram, I think more dietitians are really choosing that path, which is amazing. And so I hope that that shifts and that just becomes more acceptable. Uh, to me, like being a private practice dietitian, I don't know how that's different than 
when I was working as a retail dietitian and I was like seeing clients one-on-one, you know, it was the exact same thing, but yet that is so completely accepted as being like a great entry level job. But yet for some reason, I know there's a little bit of that stigma against starting a private practice right when you're fresh. And I remember, you know, somebody, I can't recall, but somebody talking about, she was a really experienced dietitian and she was talking about how she works in clinical, but then she has a private practice on the side. And she was like, you know, she's in like dialysis or something like something Mm -hmm. that's like heavy clinical. And she's like, those things never come up in my private Mm -hmm. practice clients, right? Like those are almost two separate worlds, two very, very different worlds. And you know, the skills that I'm learning, of course, are important in both places, but she's like, it is kind of a different skill set for my private practice than it is working in a hospital. And I know, obviously, that's not the case across the board, but I, that's just something that I hope changes. I really yeah. do, for sure. Yeah, because yeah, that would be hard, especially as a new dietitian or somebody that, you know, you're looking up to your preceptors is, is you know, you want to get their approval, you want to get and to, to get that kind of judgment, I think that would be really tough. Right. I, I always had my plans and I knew about it. If I were to say anything to anybody and they kind of gave me that pushback, I was like, well, yeah. I'm still going to do yeah. it, but I'm not going to tell you about yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah, know? totally. Hey, yeah. That's awesome. I love that. So then on the flip side of that, what are some of the qualities that have made you successful in your career? relentless positivity and determination. Good for you. I recently got feedback from somebody that said I, w- I was relentlessly positive. That's so <laughs> but nice. That I think it's needed. You oh, know? I couldn't agree more. I think I am the same way. I try and be the same way anyways, because, you know, I think that is how you run a business, right? Like you have to be, <laughs> you yeah. have to be. You have to be positive and you have to be determined to make it work kind of no matter what and and just see the bright side of everything. So I think that's amazing. Good for you. I love that. And so what's one thing you wish that they would have taught in school, which you have learned over time? Yeah. Insurance. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Insurance. Man, I had no idea what went into it. I'm really glad that I've learned about it and I can confidently say that I kind of know the ins and outs now. I don't know if it will always be in my business model because it is just so challenging. So I think that we need that exposure during school. And can you just allow, because I, like, I'm not a private practice dietitian, so I'm not as familiar with that. Like when you can, I've heard this before, like insurance, so challenging, so difficult. Can you just like high level, just speak to like, what does that mean? Why is just the process complicated? Is it like, you know, complex? Like what's, what's the deal with that? Yeah. So like as a private practice dietitian, you can get credentialed with various insurance providers. So there's all these different providers, but then there's all the different plans underneath those providers. Mm. So understanding a patient's coverage is complicated. It's not like, oh, everybody who has Blue Cross Blue Shield has Mm. this, you know, plan. It's very complicated. So luckily I will say that there's more diagnoses and certain services being covered by insurance more than before. And you can totally do the insurance model and, you know, be successful and actually make money on that now. Mm -hmm. People are doing that. But the process of that is you submit an insurance claim for every time you see a patient and then you get paid at a way later date Mm -hmm. at a way lower amount (laughs) than what you want. You know, (laughs) it's one of those things that's like, yes, you're opened up to more people, maybe a little bit busier. The pros and cons of insurance have, there's really interesting debates on that. 
but I don't know if I'll continue to do it forever. Huh. Interesting. It seems like it's probably a good place to start when you are, when you don't have that client base already established and you're kind of just starting your private practice, right? Like you need that exposure a little bit, but yeah, maybe not the best long-term business plan in terms of just making good money. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So that's interesting. Thanks for just touching on that because I feel like I've heard so much about this and I'm like, but why though? Right, right. (laughs) And so what advice do you have for new grads who might want to pursue a similar path to you? Go out and go reach out to somebody doing what you want to be doing and ask to pick their brains. Mm -hmm. Most people love being able to share their story and help. And then hopefully you can get some hands-on experience through that. Yeah, a hundred percent. I always tell students to do that too, because I think that that's really one of the only ways that you will know if something is right for you is to kind of get a sense from somebody who's doing it firsthand. Right. And I agree. Like whenever people reach out to me about that stuff, I'm thrilled to chat with them, you know, and I think most people are, and it's just, I think a lot of students just have the fear of kind of doing that and putting themselves out there and not wanting to feel like they're intruding or they're being annoying or whatever. But I've always found that it's been so useful and I encourage all of you students who are listening to do that (laughs) for sure. And so what are some of the things that you hope to see in the future of dietetics? Yeah, I've been talking a lot about this with my husband. He's a PA student. So I've been thinking a lot about advocacy on behalf of the profession. If you think about nurses, they are large in number and they are loud. They have a strong voice. And as a result, they have power. I think dietetics has a messaging issue. Mm -hmm. It is so difficult to explain what I do and what other RDs do. And it is so difficult to explain the dietetic internship to people. Nobody gets that. I'm sure that others relate to that, trying to explain what the internship process is like. So I think we need to provide this clarity and messaging to establish greater acceptance, respect, and understanding from the public and even other healthcare professionals. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I know. I often wonder that myself. Like, what is the challenge here? Because I feel like it's true, right? We... There's so many dietitians, I think, that are struggling with, you know, where they are at with their careers or in their workplaces or not being able to get the kind of respect or to move up or to be a part of the cross-functional team like they want to be. And it's like, what is stopping this? Like, what is stopping this? Because it is such a systemic issue. It's interesting that, you know, in the US, you guys have the same struggles as we have in Canada when it comes to that too, right? So I agree. I totally agree. It is a messaging issue, right? And I think also that fogginess around like there's RDs, but then there's nutritionists, but then there's these people, there's the, the, right? And it's like, that's why it becomes so muddled and so confusing, which is really unfortunate. And so I love to see just more people online doing the things that you're doing with like your Instagram and your private practice. Because I feel like just the more people that are, the more dietitians that are building up those online presence, the more just exposure the world has to that credential of RD, right? And, right. and RD and, or dietitian. So I couldn't agree more. I, yeah. I love that. That's a great note to end on. So Kristen, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been such a huge pleasure chatting with you. Can you let the audience know where they can follow along with you and any cool or exciting projects you have coming up? Yeah, go ahead and follow me at kristen.carly on Instagram. Perfect. And what's your website? What's your blog? Actually, I mentioned uh, at the beginning. Mostly-green.com. 
Cool. Love that. So guys, if you loved this podcast, make sure to click subscribe in Apple Podcasts to ensure that you get updates whenever I publish a new episode. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and a review. Also, I just wanted to mention, I just launched a new website two weeks ago, thedietitianproject.com. And through this website, you can find amazing free resources on a variety of topics to make you a better preceptor, student, or dietitian. We also have some incredible business coaching and student coaching packages in addition to creating services for dietitians like website development, business card design, and more. So make sure you go check it out. And for any of you students out there, if you haven't heard yet, I've recently started a brand new private Facebook group that is reserved exclusively for dietetic students, interns, and new grads called the Dietitian Project Student Group. The group is dedicated entirely to helping and supporting future dietitians in pursuing the careers of their dreams within the field. So if you're a student, make sure to check that out. And we regularly post things like profiles of dietitians doing cool and interesting and amazing things. Uh, some free resources for students, resume and interview tips, and so much more. So if you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me via my website or slide into my DMs on Instagram at The Dietitian Project. I would love to hear from you. Until next time, have an awesome week.